I'm Mark Andrews, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, and you're listening to the Fantasy Whisperers Podcast. What's up, Whisper Nation? Big Travi, Johnny Game Time Hicks, and the woman behind the glass, all here on this Monday episode of Week 2 Recap, right here, 76th episode of the Fantasy Whisperers. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. <laughs> What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday, September 16th, and you're listening to episode 76 of the Fantasy Whispers with your host, Johnny Gametime Hicks, Big Travi, and me, Chelsea. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter at TF Whispers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. And you should definitely visit the website, thefantasywhispers.com, because we've got articles, latest episodes, rankings, and new for 2019, we have our Patreon account. You can help support the show by joining us as a patron of The Fantasy Whispers where you'll gain access to a ton of bonus content. So head on over to patreon.com and search the Fantasy Whispers today. We are back. Week two, baby. Week two is I guess now. Well, pretty much. Technically, it's week three, right? So Just, week two's already gone. We've already forgotten about it. Well, I guess we got Monday night. So maybe we not. do have Monday night. But and I need a big Monday night. Tonight. Oh, man. Some of us are trying to forget about week two. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah, put it in the past. <laughs> you're either waiting for a good Monday night to bring you into week three, uh, feeling good, or you're trying to put Monday night, uh, you're hoping that game goes final. Right, yeah. right now. Just like, be done. Yeah, just like me. I need it to just go final. Just just end your pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what a week two we had. I mean, some wild stuff. I was uh, watching the Sunday night game, and they said, you know, not as many touchdowns as week one, that's for sure. But week two did have its own exciting, uh, you know, I mean, geez, the Chiefs just smoking people left and right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's uh, frightening. That Eagles-Falcons game last night. Oh, great. That was a gem. What a way to end a Sunday. And for a weird game, too. You saw a lot of picks uh, by both quarterbacks. You saw a lot Saw a lot of defensive plays there. A lot of injury shaking Tons up the of offense. injuries, yeah. and I'm so sure we'll get into some it. of those. Yeah, we'll get into that um, in a second. But as always, this is our, our recap show. We like to dive into those big storylines every week uh, and just kind of give you a feel for how we're feeling, our instant reaction to a lot of this stuff, and try to give you an outlook going forward for the rest of the year or at least mm-hmm. for the next few weeks. Um, but, Johnny, before we jump into that, we did have a nice review left for us on our podcast guys if you can go over to the apple podcast app or the google podcast or even spotify and leave us a review we would greatly appreciate it uh really does a lot for us and really helps us continue to bring you that great content so johnny let's give a little shout out here to uh to a review we had all right so this came from as you alluded to the apple apple podcast platform here we got these guys have it five star review if you want the oh, this was by Terrence Coker. Uh, if you want to win your league, the Fantasy Whispers are the podcast for you. Highly knowledgeable, entertaining, and all around enjoyable. Definitely highly re- highly recommend. If I can speak on this Monday morning, the Fantasy Whispers. So we greatly appreciate that review. Thank you so much, Terrence Coker, for for leaving it. And like Travis said, if you want us to read your review on our show please go over to the Apple App Store and leave a five-star 
and a review, and we will surely read it on our read it live, right, Big Travi? Yeah, I think they they got a we got this guy fooled, man. Highly knowledgeable. He clearly hey. hasn't seen our fantasy rosters, so well. Yeah, but if we can help him with his, man. I mean, that's what it is. Like, look, love my, to you, Terrence. all those people that play with me in multiple leagues, that's the reason why I'm doing so bad, because I just give it all up for the Whisper right. Nation. Everyone you knows know, our uh, secrets by now that yeah. they just take all of our You players. just take the sleepers, and then <laughs> I get nothing. So, And we get Speaking left with of, all the 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 yeah. okay players. Yeah. Yeah, all the crumbs. Well, speaking of crumbs, we've got to read through the breadcrumbs here for uh, all these injuries that are happening here. Um, yeah, it's look, been a week. It's been um, a week. part of giving you a recap and an outlook of going forward is looking what we've got going on in the injury landscape. And so to do that, we're going to bring in Chelsea here with the news and notes. Brought to you by Fanatic. So, Chelsea, take it away. That's right. It's time for news and notes from around the NFL. Brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Fanatic has done some amazing work to their app this offseason. They've got articles, podcast episodes, and player stats. And beat writers even all up in their app. So you can head on over to the App Store on your Apple device and download that today. And yeah, it's been a busy week for injuries. So let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. Um, Michael Gallup this morning, y'all. He's undergoing an MRI. Travis, what do you think about that knee injury? So there's not a lot of news on whether this is a precautionary knee injury or a precautionary MRI or if it's just a, you know, something happened in the game. I didn't happen to see anything uh, glaring that happened in that game. And I love Gallup. So... This, you know, this is just something to monitor here. Upgrade to Randall Cobb if Gallup were to miss extended time. We've seen him have some rapport already with Dak Prescott. Should players just be getting precautionary MRIs, full body scans after every game? <laughs> at the rate, at, the, at yeah, this rate, yes. It'd make me feel better. Actually, about well, some of these guys probably don't want to. Some of them like to play through stuff, so they probably just don't want to. The team will end up shutting them down. They'll just won't want to play. But, yeah, That's right. at this point, there's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on with the Eagles offense. We got two notable injuries to their receiving mm. core. And as an Eagles fan, I'm crying my eyes out. We got Deshaun Jackson, who exited week two against the Falcons with a groin injury. And Alshon Jeffrey left with a calf injury. Oof. What do I have to do? <laughs> what is, well, what's happening with the Eagles, both, Johnny? Both of these guys are definitely, you, got, you want to keep these guys monitored. They are, you know, every week flex plays if they're playing. I definitely, you know, downgrade to Carson Wentz at, if these guys do miss an extended amount of time. We saw how Carson Wentz struggled in that game against Atlanta because he didn't have all of his past weapons. I mean, man, they were they were signing people in the crowd to go out there and suit up uh, because they were getting so low on wide receivers and things like that. So definitely keep this monitored going further. Uh, you never like to see, you know, soft tissue injuries, especially to two guys who have had a past of and a history of those two kinds of injuries. So keep this monitored. We'll keep you monitored as well. Whisper Nation. That's right. I'm still waiting for an injury report for Carson Wentz to pop back up. Something about those ribs. I mean, they oh, yeah, wrapped the him ribs, up in the yeah, tent. The concussion. Like, yeah. Had some Listen, that were... there were so many injuries this past weekend. I almost needed to go to the doctor, get myself checked up because I thought certainly I had gotten something too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Devin Singletary definitely left the game with an uh, injury, right? So sad. Uh, yeah. Hamstring injury after a big game. He had 57 yards and a touchdown before he left with that hamstring injury. Travis, what do we think about the bill situation? Well, he was 
definitely the most explosive runner for the Bills, and he has been all year uh, in the two games that we've gotten. But <laughs> the good news here is that Singletary was on the sidelines with his helmet on. He did not seem to be – he seemed to be ready to go back in. Maybe the coaching staff precautionarily – is that a word? Uh, took him out. Now it is. Uh, it is now. And so I think, you know, Gore did get run here, but I think they're they're comfortable giving the ball to both these guys, even though Singletary is a guy that, you know, is a breakout w- waiting to happen in that offense just based on volume and, and what he's shown so far. Did you hear Josh Allen tell reporters that there's no longer three New York teams? There's only one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. dang. Wow. Loved it. Loved it. All ice, right. Ice cold killer. Uh, let's look at a team that may have uh, seriously taken some steps backwards. We got James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger with some notable injuries. And I know we're going to talk about this team a little bit later on, but look, James Conner exited with a knee injury and Ben Roethlisberger. Well, we're waiting on news to see about some elbow surgery this morning. I mean, Johnny, tell me what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it was a non-contact injury for Ben Roethlisberger. He just threw it and then immediately grabbed his his, uh elbow never a good sign when a quarterback does that and uh james connor i don't know the full extent of this big travis do you know the extent of the james connor injury and and how serious that looked i did not catch i can't find a ton of news on it either way i know that he exited the game they didn't bring him back in but i'm not seeing a ton of uh basically tomlin said in the post game he'll be evaluated so i imagine we'll get more news today um, so by the time you're listening to this, hopefully we've got some more news for you up on Instagram or Facebook through our Instagram or Facebook stories. Um, but yeah, um, this is this is sad stuff for a Steelers team that continues to get a lot of down arrows pointing at it uh, now after two weeks. And, and I know Mike Williams exited last week with a knee injury and was you know downgraded all week, was told he's only going to be in for red zone targets, and then we saw an explosive week out of Mike Williams despite yeah. a knee injury. So let's just yeah. keep our fingers crossed. Jim Connors looking at a similar situation. Please. Sam, Samuel would be you know the guy that you would you would. Want oh yeah, Jalen Samuels so. will be. We'll we'll have him in the. Uh, the waiver wire article, which will drop Tuesday. Um, you'll definitely want to go to the fantasywhispers.com and check that out because Jalen Samuels will be a hot ad this week. Yep. And we got one more injury before we jump into the full meat of the episode. Drew Brees with a hand, a thumb, a finger. What's going on with Drew Brees, Johnny? Oh my gosh, this looks heartbreaking watching him. He looked, you know, he hit his hand on, on Donald's, you know, pass rusher. Uh, Aaron Donald was coming after him. He was following through. Uh, I don't know if he broke it. He jammed it really badly. I don't know. But he immediately tried to go over and pick up a football. Could not do that. Teddy Bridgewater uh, came into the game and played the rest of the game. And, oh, man, it just looked heartbreaking for Drew Brees, which this is probably one of his, if not his last season. So hopefully it's not a very long absence. But we did get information today. It'll probably be a while What's with this too, by the way, is this is like a new designation that all these teams are coming out with that, oh, these these players can be out a while. Like, what does a while mean? <laughs> Two weeks? A month? The whole season? Give me Nobody more context knows. than this. Can we please get away from this a while thing? They said it about Tyreek Hill last week, and they've this is like the fourth time they've said this this year. I'm a little frustrated. Uh, it's kind of... It's like how the media does like nowadays, like they just want to get a story out. So in order to not be wrong, they'll just say, <laughs> yeah. you know, amb- it's ambiguous. been a while. No, they're just all yeah. saying, they're all just listening to Nickelback, dude. It's been a while. 
I hope not. But I... <laughs> well, that's it with the news and notes. And I'm sorry we didn't manage to get through that without Johnny singing Nickelback. I promise that's... I'll do better next week. Hey, yeah. they, 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 all, gotta... they all love it. They, I know they do. I don't know that they all do. But anyways, uh, <laughs> we're moving on here. And, and, and our first topic has to do with those last few injuries we were talking about because they are significant here. And we saw, you know, in the case of Drew Brees, when Drew Brees went down, how this offense stagnated. Uh, we saw with the Steelers how, you know, the Steelers were not able to get that win without Ben Roethlisberger in the lineup. And so it's really about, Johnny, the Steelers and Saints outlooks going forward. And what should Whisper Nation be thinking? Um, is it just temper expectations? Is it cut bait? Obviously, we need to have more information come out on these quarterbacks. Uh, but just kind of run us through your outlook for this these two teams. Yeah, uh, so for me, you look at the Steelers' next four games, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and the L.A. Chargers. You know, for them, if this if ben, if Big Ben misses a lot of time, pretty much you're just going to be, you know, interested in James Conner if he remains healthy uh, or is able to come back. Juju, of course, you draft him high. He should still be a study. He saw a good amount of targets still with the backup. Uh Vance McDonald is a guy that now I think becomes more of a security blanket. He, I think he gets an uptick here. But as far as anybody else on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm okay dropping them, honestly, depending on how big of news Big Ben will be out. If Big Ben is going to miss, you know, two months, then, I, you know, James Washington no longer interesting to me. Uh, and, and you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, I think, yeah, um, he, you know, he is more of a Moncrief struggled with drops even again this yeah, week. So, so I'm not really excited for anybody else there. It would just be Juju and, and James Conner or Curtis Samuel and then uh, Vance McDonald for that situation. Jalen, Jalen Samuels. Samuel. Yeah. Sorry. Jaylen yeah. So Samuel. what about for the Saints? Are you even more concerned for the Saints here? I, I, sir, I really am more concerned on the Saints standpoint. Drew Brees is the engine that makes that thing go. We talk about Alvin Kamara and how great he is, but we saw what effect not having Drew Brees in the game had on him yesterday. He had one of his worst games in the last two years yesterday. Uh, so I, I definitely am concerned there. The teams could probably, you know, stack the box a little bit more. And like, let's, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is a competent quarterback. Is he competent enough to run this elusive uh, offense the way that Sean wants it to be ran? I, I you know, Sean Payton. I, I don't think he does. And we kind of saw that last last night. What yeah, we'll you? see. It'll be interesting what they do here with uh, Teddy Bridgewater or you know, Taysom Hill and, and what they're trying to do. You saw Taysom Hill still get used out as a wide receiver, which is yeah, kind of perplexing was... to me. If if you had Breeze go down and Bridgewater struggling, why you would put Taysom Hill out as a receiver that he could possibly get injured. You you need him healthy. So, yeah, I don't know. They, they like him as an overall football player, so we'll see there. I did want to just talk about what we saw out of these players with, uh, you know, a game pretty much dominated in snaps by Teddy Bridgewater. We saw Michael Thomas finishes the wide receiver 21 on the week. Still nice targets, 13 targets, 10 catches for 89 yards. So of these skill position players for the Saints, Michael Thomas kind of re retains his value the most. I think he will be a safety blanket for Bridgewater. Alvin Kamara, on the other hand, and Latavius Murray, who was basically a no-show for this team. Uh, Alvin Kamara, RB36 on the week, 6.5 
or 6.5 half PPR points, only 13 carries for 45 yards and one reception for 15 yards. There were several plays I saw yesterday where Alvin Kamara was wide open in the flat and Teddy Bridgewater refused to throw it there and overthrew or underthrew the wide receiver. So there are situations here where, yes, he got thrusted into this game. The The Rams are no team to slouch at. I mean, this is not a great right. ideal matchup for him to go into to try and take over the reins here. You know, you look at Bridgewater, who signed with the uh, Saints, maybe thinking, like, I don't have to play ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and now he does. And now you're looking at, you know, Jared Cook, who you would think maybe would be a safety blanket, only 3.5 half PPR points. I'm a little bit concerned outside of Michael Thomas, and I would temper expectations. I wouldn't try to go crazy and trade away Alvin Kamara right now, but I would be looking at what this team does uh, in the next few days and obviously we need the news from uh drew Brees. on the other side just real quick travis uh, also you got to a lot of their value was because they were going to be in the red zone so often and with drew Brees not there i think that their red zone offense uh they're not in the red zone as much so it might be more difficult to get those points i i agree 100 percent. so and that's similar with the steelers right where we move over to the steelers Juju finished his wide receiver 34 on the week, eight targets, five catches for 85 yards. Not a terrible performance. Uh, We just had a ton of good wide receivers. And he now falls to wide receiver 31 in PPR and number 36 in standard. I'm a little bit concerned here for Juju. He's, He's lived his life with Ben as his quarterback. I don't know what it is without him. Obviously, we saw eight targets, five catches. But we will see what Mason Rudolph likes to do uh, going forward. I have little doubt, or I have, I, I'm not very certain that Ben's going to be able to come back from this. I think this no is way. something that probably he'll have surgery on. I mean, they're talking maybe yeah. Tommy John. Yeah, uh, that's and on, that's immediately what I thought when I saw it was Tommy so, John, which is not good. With that, that being said, I, I you have to downgrade Juju's outlook for this year at least. Um, I don't think that that means like a lot of the times what that means for you is temper expectations and be looking to upgrade other parts of your roster to try and make up the points you would have got from a higher uh, drafted player. I don't necessarily means that you should try and cut bait on Juju. Uh, let's see what Mason Rudolph can do with him. Uh, um, I, I would, but Vance McDonald here is actually, there's a silver lining in all of this because Vance McDonald got seven targets, seven catches, 38 yards, but two touchdowns. And both of those touchdowns were thrown by Mason Rudolph. And so if you're a Vance McDonald truther, as we have been for a lot of this offseason coming in, he was one of our breakout guys. He actually, I think he may get an upgrade here as we did not see Ben love to target him as much as we thought. And Mason Rudolph did as, as a, you know, young quarterback trying to find a safety here. And so, Johnny, I, I would just say the big thing is gather more information on these quarterback injuries and temper expectations yep. on the skill players. Um, and then, yeah. And so. we'll keep sniffing it out. I mean, Drew Brees is landing in L.A. this morning for yeah. a hand thing. So, you know, we're going to be at the window yeah, of that doctor's appointment and, yeah, just staring yeah. in there, I, seeing I what's going on. I drove the appointment. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll get the inside scoop here. Uh, no, our next uh, we're going to stick with the quarterback theme here for our next topic, because I, I don't think we could get away with an episode without talking about Patrick Mahomes here. Johnny, we thought coming into the year, this guy was going to was going to regress, which he technically did, because as Tony Romo eloquently <laughs> pointed out yesterday, uh, he only had 
He had 10 touchdowns through two games last year. He's only got eight, I believe, through uh, two games. This what a year. regression. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what Romo said. He said, oh, he's regressed. He's not the same player anymore. Uh, no, but literally, like Patrick Mahomes looked dynamic throwing deep ball as somebody because I played against him in our league of record, and I watched every single touchdown that happened. 30 for 44, Johnny, 443 yards and four touchdowns. They've added speed at all these, you know. It doesn't matter if Tyreek Hill's gone because McCole Hardman's uh, a dynamite speed threat. They've got Demarcus Robinson out there burning people. Sammy Watkins in week one. Travis Kelsey. I mean, the list goes on and on here mm. for these skill positions that they have. And right now, Mahomes is making people who drafted him in the early rounds look like geniuses because he's continuously returning that value week in and week out. Well, here's what's even more remarkable about what he did yesterday, Travis. Um, he had zero touchdowns in the first quarter, which he had never had at all. He had, they had at least scored one touchdown or some points last year. He didn't score any points in the first quarter. In the second quarter, he scored all four passing touchdowns. In the third quarter, he had zero touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, he had zero touchdowns. So it was kind of a weird day. Uh, if you're just looking at the stat line, you would see that you know Pat Mahomes another great game, which he did have. But it was it came in a, like a really weird kind of way, kind of like Kyler Murray last weekend, where all of his points came in the fourth quarter in overtime. You just never know. That's why you say you know don't panic in the beginning, right when quarterbacks are you know throwing touchdowns or whatever. If you're down in the beginning of your game, it's a long day. But, yeah, Pat Mahomes looking like he's going to be a very nice return on your value uh, where you got him. Again, he's still not the number one quarterback right now in fantasy. That's Lamar Jackson. So that's why we do tend to tell you to hold out on quarterback. But, you're, you know, early on, you're certainly happy with your investment in Pat Mahomes. So you're going to keep rolling him out there. Don't question starting him because this guy is legit. He's he's super legit. He's are there wide receiver are there wide receivers on that team that people should be thinking of? I mean, with yeah. Tyreek Hill down, I mean I'm sure the waiver wire has got some some Chiefs names on it. Yeah. So this week obviously we'll have that waiver wire article once again up at the fantasywhispers.com. So make sure you're over there uh smashing on that thing on Tuesday, uh, if you're listening to this later. But uh, yes, Demarcus Robinson's going to be a huge ad. Obviously, McCole Hardman, if he hasn't been swooped up yet, he might have been swooped up last week because of the Tyree kill injury. Yeah. But these guys are guys that, like, listen, any one of these guys could be his favorite target. Or in, in the case of yesterday, Watkins took a back seat, but these two other guys took the front seat. And mm-hmm. so I think that that can interchange every day. You're going to have a lot of situations, though, where I think. It, you're going to be it's going to be hit and miss unless it's Kelsey. Kelsey continues to be a staple in the offense and, and you know, other guys get theirs, but they can interchange. And sure. so is it worth it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, you can plug that flex in and win your week. So uh, you need to be swooping these guys up if you can. I just want a piece of, of this offense. We know it's going to be yep. super efficient. Look, these are the next four week matchups. You've got the Ravens. You've got the, which is, that one's probably their most difficult. You've got the Lions, Colts, and Texans. So you're not really too nervous about any of those defenses except for maybe Baltimore. But Kyler Murray just hung up 350 on this Baltimore defense. So 
you know, you're going to roll Pat Mahomes out there. You're going to roll out a lot of these role players. Are you telling me for week three we get Lamar Jackson versus Yes, Patrick and I am Holmes? so excited. Ooh. I wish they would flex this to the Sunday night game because it, uh, it should no, be. The, it should the Rams be. and the Browns are Sunday night. That's know, another great that's one. That's another good one. But Pat Mahomes and Lamar, that's going to be a great one. All right, we got another topic here, right? Yeah, so we're moving on. We're moving on to Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin stays dominant here. Dalvin, Dalvin, Cook, Dalvin in a game. Cook and some fools. That's what he's doing. Yeah, in a Jeez. game where the the Vikings like took a while to get going, Dalvin did not. Dalvin was the only Viking that was awake for the entire uh, game. He had two twenty carries for one hundred and fifty four yards and one touchdown. Johnny on the year now, two games in. Dalvin Cook has 41 rushes, 265 yards, five catches for 46 yards. He's got three rushing touchdowns, and he's the overall RB2. Uh, People that got Dalvin Cook in the late first round, early second, have got to be so giddy right now because they are sitting here, not Saquon Barkley, not Ezekiel Elliott, not Christian McCaffrey, not Alvin Kamara, but Dalvin Cook is the guy you wanted in the first round. Um, and so, Johnny, talk to me a little bit about Dalvin Cook and if you think this is going to continue. So we we never really questioned this guy's talent, right? Like that was never the concern when it came to drafting Dalvin Cook. It, the talent was always there. He always looked great. It was just his injury concern. Now it's just two weeks in, so keep that monitored. But he's looking fantastic. And if you did get him in the first round, you're, it's looking like the steal of the round so far through two weeks. Next couple of weeks, they have the Raiders, then they play the Bears, uh, and then the Giants, and then the Eagles. So, again, kind of like Kansas City, you're not really afraid of too many of those matchups. Maybe against the Bears, you, you're a little afraid of that one. Uh, maybe the Eagles, uh, we'll see. They're having a lot of injuries over there. So, you know, Dalvin Cook continues to to be a stud. I think he's going to ball out this year. That offense is going to revolve around him as long as he is healthy and as long as he is out there and um, downgrade to some of these, you know, pass catchers and, and things like that, because this is the Dalvin Cook show. And I hope we all get our popcorn and we sit back and relax and enjoy this. Unfortunately, I don't have any shares of Dalvin Cook this year because it just didn't work out for me. But Dalvin Cook is going to be a very nice piece. And yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what you said there, downgrading the uh, the pass catchers, and let's just take a look at it. They only threw it 27 times, uh, eight targets to Adam Thielen, seven to Stephon Diggs. Did have uh, Diggs the long saved, touchdown. Diggs, Diggs did save his day, um, but like seven targets to Diggs, he only had the one catch. Yeah. So one catch for 49 yards for that touchdown. That's awesome, but like, like – like Johnny said, you're not excited about the volume here that they're getting because this offense is going to like they didn't get that passing game going until Dalvin Cook continued to wear down uh, the Packers defense. They started some play action stuff. You look at Adam Thielen, five receptions for 75 yards. I think it's very important to look at these. These were guys that were both in the top 10 in targets last year only getting eight and seven targets per game is not going to put them back in that range, which means you drafted these guys as borderline wide receiver one, wide receiver twos. And I think you're going to get wide receiver two numbers, wide receiver three numbers more often than not. 
And that's a little bit scary for where you drafted them. So if you wanted to, you know, I'm not saying trade these guys away, but once again, temper expectations on what you're going to get out of these pass catchers in Minnesota. And I just want to add, um, because I'm worried about the Vikings offense in total. I think without a strong wide, without the wide receivers really engaged, Alvin Cook can't do it. We haven't seen him play a full season yet. And look, if you take away one play, right, just one play, and leave this man with 19 carries, he doesn't get 154 yards. He gets 79 yards and no this touchdowns, right? That was a 75-yard touchdown run. So I'm saying that that's 3.9 yards per carry that that guy got yesterday. If you take away right. that one significant play, and then what is that Vikings offense yesterday? Right. So, I mean, it, it, it could have got real ugly real fast because it was 21 nothing before Cook uh, busted off that run. He is capable of that though. He is a home I mean, run that hitter, speed. Wow. and we've seen him do that before. So. You can take that away as an outlier, but you can also say that Dalvin Cook is a guy that hits the home run, and he's right. done it before, did it in the preseason, done it a couple times this year already. Let's hope he can do it a full season. Yeah, the well, and the, Bear, the Bears game will be a good litmus test because the Bears have been very solid against the run so far right. this year and over the last few. Travis. Uh, but moving uh, on. he Real quick, yeah, so he's got five, five targets and five completion on the year. He's about 12% market share. Does that concern you? in the reception area because that was a big plus to his game that we talked about coming into the season was his ability to catch out of the backfield but it doesn't look like they're necessarily using him to that extent about 2.5 catches per game do you think that that will go up we'll we'll see we'll see like like i said in the bears game for example if they start shutting him down as a runner Will they then go to lean on him as a pass catcher to try and try and uh, balance that out? So we'll kind of get a a sense for that right now. They haven't needed him as a pass catcher because they're giving him the ball 20 times and he's scoring, you know, five touchdowns on the year or uh, three touchdowns on the year. Uh, But moving on to the Bears, uh, we were a little bit. We were talking about the Bears being able to stop Dalvin Cook. But what about the Bears backfield, Johnny, which seems to have settled down a bit and we're seem to getting. David Montgomery seems to be getting the opportunity that everybody wanted him to get uh, coming in, or at least in week two. Uh, Johnny, let me just break this down for you. They had 29 carries as a team. David Montgomery had 18 of those. The next highest was Tariq Cohen with four. Now, Montgomery only finished with 62 yards and that one touchdown, 3.4 yards per carry. Not lovely, but Broncos are a tough defense. I think we're more encouraged by the fact that he saw 18 carries. Yeah, definitely like the fact that he saw the 18 carries. We were really concerned last weekend or last week when, you know, we all expected him to get kind of this workload and he didn't. He came out and, you know, I think Matt Nagy just tried to get too cute, to be honest with you. I think he, you know, tried to spite us fantasy owners who, you know, he's like, oh, you guys think you know what I'm going to do? I'll show you. I'll show you right now. (laughs) Or maybe, hey, how Matt Nagy could have been playing against David Montgomery. And so he was like, screw that. I'm going to only give him six touches. And then this week he was like, I don't care. I'm going to really unleash him because I'm not playing him. I'm not playing against him. That reminds me of uh, Cam Newton on Thursday. Did you see Cam Newton said that Norv Turner drafted Christian McCaffrey in their fantasy football league? (laughs) And that's why they're not throwing deep anymore. Uh, Makes sense. I'm telling you. I, there's there needs to be an investigation. NFL, get on this, all right? Um, oh man! But it, it's good to see this. I mean, we you know we expected this. That's why we told you guys don't panic on David Montgomery after one week. We there was just too too much craziness going on. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers looked like garbage last week, and he looked good this week. So you never know from week to week. 
if that game were to happen week nine, would we have made a big deal about it? Probably not. We would have said, why did he only get, you know, six touches? But it wouldn't have been a, like a panic mode. Everyone went into panic mode. So if you're able to buy David Montgomery last week, good for you. Congratulations because you got a really good running back. I love his outlook on the season. I think he's only going to get better. Listen to these next four four weeks, Travis. He plays the Redskins. Not afraid of that one. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. All right, that'll be a difficult game. They have a good D line. Uh, then you got the ba- uh, the Raiders, and then the Saints. So um, Saints defense is looking decent, but I-, I think that Montgomery will have a good next four weeks, and you can you can play him as a flex. I don't and he's kind of he's kind of the perfect example to run out there like. Even if these defenses are good, Montgomery is so good at breaking tackles. Like oh. that is his one like redeeming quality. Well, not his one, but he has a he is far superior than a lot of backs that came out of college this year in and in the last couple of years in breaking tackles. So uh, I wouldn't be too afraid as long as Montgomery can continue to get the usage he got this week. Uh, you're you're really excited about Montgomery this year. Another guy that we're super excited about this year is friend of the show, friend of the Mark show, Mark Andrews, aka Mark Mandrews. He's the man. Johnny is Mark Andrews a man or what? Dude, he is a monster. He is so fun to watch, and you know, if you listen to us this entire offseason, Mark <coughs> Andrews was the guy we told you to target. We said get Mark Andrews. He's going to be a breakout tight end, and he's showing that. So much so, Travis, that I have Mark Andrews and I also have George Kittle on many leagues. And I'm struggling in those leagues where I can only start one. What do I do? You know, because George Kittle over here is, you know, looking like he's by himself. And Mark mm. Andrews is putting up back, now back-to-back weeks with over 100 receiving yards. He's had a touchdown in both games, one of which was not from Lamar. I get it, but he still scored the touchdown. And then Lamar Jackson was looking for him early and often in this Cardinals game, which we told I told everybody last week and on the Sunday live show, fire up Mark Andrews against the Cardinals defense. They were giving up a ton of t- plays to the tight end position. Travis, through two weeks, Mark Andrews is getting 28% of this of this market share here, of the of the reception and the target share for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't see that changing. Um, maybe maybe a couple percentage points as Hollywood Brown continues to get more and more involved in this offense. But he's a big target. Chelsea alluded to it last week on our show. He's a monster target who has a very big catch radius, and that's what Lamar Jackson needs, and that's what he's going to. That's his security blanket, and they have a real rapport there. Yeah, twenty eight percent is really high. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that that'll even out, but I do think it stays above twenty. I, uh, and I do, you know, Mark Marquise Brown is the only guy on the team receiving more in target market share, but just by a percentage point. So these two guys are really dominating the looks from Lamar Jackson, and that's good news for Lamar Jackson uh, owners because you've got a deep threat of Marquise Brown that he loves going to, and you've got your safety valve in Mark Andrews that he loves going to the big body makes him a great red zone threat. As we've seen already, he scored multiple (laughs) touchdowns. Listen, Mark Andrews will probably be ranked in our top five until, you know, otherwise noted because this guy is going to gobble up targets for a, what looks to be a really nice offense this year. Um, So keep firing up Mark Andrews rest of season. Where do you have Mark Andrews uh, top five? 
Yeah, he's got he's got to be in the top five, right? Yeah. If you get over twenty percent market share as a tight end, and you're a touchdown threat, um, for a That's... guy that look if if if, if Lamar has a bad game, he's probably still going to Mark Andrews. You're right. Whereas if he had a bad game, Marquise Brown maybe takes a hit. And um, one bad one, game passing. I think that, and I posted this on Twitter yesterday. Is it is it that Mark Andrews is taking the role that we thought OJ Howard was going to take? Uh, I don't want to just go there right now because it's too early for me to get depressed in this week. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I mean that's that's, know. that's a great that's a great point. Look, I told a lot of people last week on Instagram and, and Facebook and in the comments, you have to bench OJ at this point. Um, you have to keep benching him until he can prove otherwise. But I wouldn't cut bait just yet. I think he's mm-hmm. super talented, and I think you gotta you got to stick through it. But yeah, if you picked up Mark Andrews as a, as a insurance policy, good on you. Nice. Another guy that's having a great first two weeks. And our final topic for today is John Ross, John, the boss Ross here. Uh, Johnny, this guy is, he just continues to be their big play guy. He's dominating the target market share here, not Tyler Boyd. Um, if you look at that, so 23 targets through two weeks. That's 24% of the target market share. I will say my only concern before I let you dive into this a little bit would be that when AJ Green comes back, would we look at a discount to Tyler Boyd or to John Ross? What are your thoughts there? I'm starting to think that Tyler Boyd might be the guy that's going to fade this year. Unfortunately, I love Tyler Boyd. I think he's a great wide receiver, but we're seeing a real rapport there with John Ross, and I think they're going to continue to give him that role. He's proving that he can do it. He would have had another touchdown reception in this game. He was wide open in the corner of the end zone, and instead they went to uh, he went to Tyler Eifert. Dalton went to Eifert on the underneath, which also scored a touchdown, but Ross was wide open, shaking his hands right behind him. So it could have went to either one. So he could have been having four touchdowns. Uh, he will get downgraded a little bit when AJ Green comes back, but again, I think that you know this this <laughs> offense can run three wide receiver sets. Remember, the head coach now comes from uh, the the LA Rams system, which they run a lot of three wide receiver sets. So I can definitely see them all still having a role. But I think out of the two, like John Ross is really playing really well. He, the, the, the guys trust him. Andy Dalton's starting to trust him. And so I, I don't think that when A.J. Green comes back, you know, he'll cool off a little bit for sure because you got to make room for A.J. Green. But I think it could be at the expense of Tyler Boyd, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that seems to make a lot of sense for me, or at least what's going on with these Bengals. Bad defense. Uh, they're going to continue to be in shootouts. And John Ross is a big play waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would be buying shares of John Ross left and right. But Whisper Nation, we want to know what you think. Make sure you comment below what your favorite moment was of week two's action um, and hit like and subscribe and do that. But before we take off here, Chelsea, did you have any final thoughts for Whisper Nation for us? Any miscues? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, uh, take a minute here, because there was a few other notable performances. I mean, I want to give it up to Larry Fitzgerald. My Mm, goodness, over over 100 yards in back-to-back weeks, right? That first week, 114 yards and a touchdown. Then we saw 104 yards again 
last week. I think that uh, love connection with Kyler Murray could something uh, get Kyler Murray started in his first season in the NFL, maybe on Larry Fitzgerald's last, although we always say that. Larry Fitzgerald has 27% target market share uh, right now, dominating the targets over there. And in the red zone, the red throws a ton. Yeah, in the red zone, they are looking for Fitz uh, all the time. He had <clears throat> literally three straight targets on back-to-back red zone attempts yesterday. All the same play, same corner of the end zone, and you couldn't catch one. Sorry, that was a little frustrated. <laughs> Love but, it. Yeah, uh, but Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, th- talking about a guy who you want to go and target right now that might be on the low on the down low is Larry Fitzgerald. I would go and target him for sure. Sure. And then look, we saw the first, I mean, gosh, this NFL preseason was dominated by headlines of Antonio Brown. We couldn't keep away from headlines of Antonio Brown as we snuck into the season. And the guy just got his first touchdown yesterday on the Patriots. We know the NFL is going to be meeting with uh, the woman who made allegations against him this offseason. Uh, I don't trust the NFL to get this thing right. But what what could this mean for well, it's really weird, fantasy? too, because it looks like since Deflategate, um, the league has kind of tried makeup calls with the Patriots. Yeah, it seems like Josh Gordon. I have no idea why he should be back in the NFL. I love Josh Gordon. I root for him as a person. I have no clue why he's back in the NFL. Like they just let him come back, uh, for no reason. So he come back. Um, I just don't understand that. And now Antonio Brown gets to play last week. Okay. That's fine. But I want to see what happens with this investigation because I agree with Chelsea. Uh, it doesn't like are we? Su- <laughs> I don't know. I, you look at what he's you know accused of, and you look at his actions over the last nine months, and you say, well, no, this makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, and I just want to know what's going to happen here. Uh, and look, if you have AB, you got to keep rolling them out there for fantasy. But know that you know you could have a situation like Ezekiel Elliott a couple years ago where he could be suspended at any moment and then you could be without that star. So make some uh, contingency plans. I think that's all I had to say. Thanks. All right. Well, that's it. Whisper Nation, as always, uh, click like and subscribe to the show. If you want more fantasy football content, which we know you do because you're freaks like us, go over to the <laughs> fantasy We've got articles. Uh, waiver wire article will be up there. And then, of course, players stay away. And our rankings release every Wednesday. So check those out. For Johnny Game Time Hicks and Chelsea Lee Byers, I'm Big Travi. And we're the Fantasy Whispers. And we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.